Good afternoon and welcome to this special broadcast of the boldness on 3CR 855 AM. The boldness is about standing up for your human rights instead of waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. My name is Raphael Caleb. The Boldness is going to be talking with Michelin Lee about her quarterly essay called Lifeboat and the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Welcome to The Boldness, Michelin. How are you today? Hi, Raphael. It's lovely to be here. I'm fine. It's, I'd like to acknowledge I'm on Wurundjeri land. Thank you. Now, we're going to get straight down to business about the tin tax of it. Now, the National Disability Insurance Scheme, what actually is the National Disability Insurance Scheme, Mitch Michelin? All right. The National Disability, well, I'll call it the NDIS, so the acronym NDIS, which I'm sure um, you're listeners have heard because it, the NDIS is actually in the media a lot. So the NDIS is a scheme that was introduced about 10 years ago in response to a very urgent need for people with disabilities who need individual supports to have to receive them in a consistent and adequate and sustainable way. So before the NDIS, we had state schemes that were responsible for providing individual support. So individual supports cover things like the personal care that you might need to get out of bed and be showered, have your food prepared, or it might mean the bit of domestic help or going out into the community. It would also include the disability support equipment that you might need, like wheelchairs, like hearing aids and apps for visual impairments, things like that. Prior to this national scheme, this was being provided by states, but on a very ad hoc and underfunded and inconsistent way. And so we were finding that Some people were not able to access the services that they needed, even to, for example, have a shower when they wanted to. A lot of people were isolated. A lot of people um, didn't have the choice and control about how they would use their services. And the NDIS was supposed to change all that. And it actually was an amazing reform of national scale, of 
well-funded with a lot of with bipartisan support with human rights policies um, such as that the individual gets to choose and control how they use their supports in order to meet their goals in lives. Yeah, so that's the NDIS in a nutshell. So, Miss Glenn, the idea of having that NDIS, essentially it was supposed to give funding or provide a source of funding for people with a disability in order for a more inclusive and better life. Do you believe that it's actually happened? Okay, so the NDIS is supposed to, as you said, provide individual funding packages and it was through these individual funding packages that the NDIS was supposed to be able to provide the individual's choice because they thought that if you can um, be a consumer and then you'll be able to attract the services you need. In fact, that hasn't worked out as the designers intended. It may have worked if they had put enough enough community structures in there, such as we do have the support coordinators and also the local area coordinators, but their but their roles, which was to assist people to use their individual funding and to access the services they need, those goals weren't properly met by the support coordinators and the local area coordinators because they were underfunded, badly trained and and used for the local area coordinators particularly were used for other administrative purposes rather than what they were supposed to be doing. Well, then, Micheline, what it really sounds like then is that all this is all very well, that the intentions of the NDIS was good, but the practical aspects of it, that it appears to have made people's life, people who have got disabilities lives much more difficult in a lot of ways, like the implementation of how it's gone about. Yes, so there are some people who have benefited from the NDIS and they tend to be those who can advocate for themselves or have effective advocates who can make sure that their needs are are met. There are several problems with the NDIS, which, as you've said, makes doesn't necessarily create a more caring and inclusive society like the NDIS intended. So we have, first of all, the NDIS itself is not as accessible as it should be. It is very difficult to navigate. The processes and the bureaucracy um, are not even at your ordinary business standards that you would expect you know, even people with a lot of experience of tax and bureaucracies and the most complex bureaucracies say that the NDIS is is just too complex to use. It's also, yeah, and the fact that, that um, over 50% of NDIS participants are actually people with cognitive impairments means that the NDIS actually needs to be more accessible 
and to accommodate for people's different capabilities. So we've got the actual accessibility of the scheme itself and then we've got the accessibility of the market. So the NDIS has been set up by the implementers despite the the great goals of the people with disabilities, the activists who initiated the NDIS. Um, what happened was it was in, once, once the NDIS was impl- um, at the implementation phase, um, people with disabilities weren't being consulted. And the implementers then started doing business as usual and business as usual for them as this trend to use market approaches in in order to deliver services, not just um, social services, but all kinds of services in our society. But the problem problems arise where the market approach or the neoliberal approach tries to deliver um, social services through the market system because in those cases, especially just selling something like electricity, which works or doesn't work, you're actually looking at people's complex needs and you're dealing with with people um, who may be vulnerable and need need to have people with special expertise. And it's also much more difficult to measure um, whether a service is, a personal care service is working compared to, say, whether your electricity works or not. And so um, we've got this system of this market approach that in theory that just because you have participants who have the money and um, that was supposed to grow a strong market of service providers and the competition between these service providers was supposed to build the quality of the services and and also motivate more initiative and new ways of doing these things by the um, by the the commercial providers. But in effect, what has happened is that it's not the individual who's had had the choices. A lot of individuals have actually are actually in worse situations because of not being able to attract services because they live in remote areas where there are very few services available or people who business providers think are not good business. So people who are maybe seen as a business risk. So, for instance, people who the service provider might see as being difficult, having difficult behaviours, and also people with complex needs. Michelin, this is all incredible background detailed information about the NDIS. And what we're going to do, we're going to play some community announcements now because there's a quarterly essay called Lifeboat, which you wrote about the NDIS. And it might be a good chance for us to discuss how people, what's in Lifeboat, because this is all really, really important. Let's play some community announcements and continue the interview with Michelin Lee, a published author who's written a number of books, including Lifeboat. Let's play some community announcements. Thank you. 
public transport's great. What's not great is that unless you've got a radio with you, you can't listen to a 3CR when you're on it. Until now, the Community Radio Plus app lets you listen to us wherever you are. Get on board and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. If you or someone you care for is struggling with a mental illness or other disability and you need someone to talk to, you can call the Wellways Helpline. Wellways Helpline is a volunteer support and referral service that provides information to people experiencing mental health issues or other disabilities, as well as their family, friends and carers. We're here to talk if you are feeling socially isolated, seeking information about mental health or mental health services, or just need someone to talk to. As a peer-based service, everyone working at Wellways Helpline has a lived experience of mental health issues or disability. Wellways Helpline is a national service and operates Monday to Friday, 9am to 9pm, excluding public holidays. So if you're struggling yourself or are struggling to help someone else, please call Wellways Helpline on 1300 111 500. That's 1300 111 500. Wellways supports 3CR. Disabled people are worth every bloody penny. I'm okay with spending money on the supports that we need. There's more than 400,000 people who should be on the DSP, but are on Job Seeker instead. I've got a life to live. I've got commitment. Like everybody else in society. The only way to provide meaningful support is stronger grassroots movements. These institutions are never going to be our saviour. If everyone was the same, it would be a born old world we live in. We need to do a lot of work in this country around shifting community attitudes towards people that don't fit the white, able, straight, cisgendered person. 3CR. Stay tuned. Stay radical. Let's remember the history of the National Disability Insurance Scheme before continuing the interview with Michelin Lee about her book, Lifeboat. People with disability had a long-standing campaign, a battle about the National Disability Insurance Scheme, about get, making it easier, more accessible for people. The boldness backing around 2013 to 2015 did a number of interviews what it may look like. And finally, the National Disability Insurance landed. So it is very, very, very appropriate. We play a song by Eddie Inc. called Finally Landed. And then we will continue the interview with Michelin Lee about her book, Lifeboat, and the changes needed to the National Disability Insurance Scheme now in 2023. Sitting here on a plane I'm going back again To a place that I once knew 
you know it's been a while Yeah, since I've seen you smile Going back again to see you Just like a feather floating down Blown by the wind swirling around Been a long, long journey To get to where I am Finally landed on the ground I had no reason to live Had nothing left to give Gone for all eternity Would it really hurt my pride Yet I have you by my side Something I could never see Just like a feather floating down Blown by the wind swirling around Been a long, long journey To get to where I am Finally landed on the ground Take the smooth with the rough Have I traveled far enough For my tears to fall To feel is to be a human being What I feel is not what I've seen Yes, should I be here at all Just like a feather floating down Blown by the wind swirling around It's been a long, long journey To get to where I am Finally landed on the ground Finally landed on the ground Finally landed on the ground Welcome back to this special edition of The Boldness on 3CR 8.55am. The Boldness is talking with Michelin Lee about a quarter report that she wrote called Lifeboat, Disability, Humanity, and the NDIS. And this is actually really, really important to note that Michelin Lee wrote a novel 
the healing party that was shortlisted for several prizes, including the Victorian Premier's literally award, and Michelin is also a human rights lawyer. We're talking with someone. Thank you very much, Michelin, for giving up your time to tackle this really, really important subject. What we've been doing, we've discussed the background of the National Disability Insurance Scheme, the difficulties, the challenges, how it's been hard that the National Disability Insurance Scheme in itself is not really accessible for a lot, a lot of different reasons. How did Lifeboat come about putting it together, Michelin? So I started doing a PhD on creative writing and law. I wanted somehow to bring together the international human rights legal experience as well as the the real stories of people and, and to be able to write it in an engaging way. Lifeboat is, um, I guess, a combination of that style where using some of my experience as a lawyer as well as a novelist. I feel that too often, like people with disabilities, we understand the structural causes, for example, of discrimination and we understand how important it is that people with disabilities have a voice and are, are listened to and about the inequalities there. And I wanted to write something that would bring those issues to life And I thought it was particularly important with the NDIS because we're having a review at the moment and there will be lots of of good solutions come out of the review. And I think that at the undermining every reform, we do have to understand the need that the NDIS has to be leading on cultural change. Michelin, how's this? I've got a quote in front of me. It's a great quote from missionally, how people understand disability transforms how they respond to it. When they saw us as cursed or contaminated, they banished us, euthanized us, or left us on the streets to perish. When they saw us requiring protection, they institutionalized us. When they saw us as defective and in need of a cure, we were hospitalized and medicalized. When they saw us as tragic, they treated it as objects of charity. Now the NDIS has given us a new identity consumer. I love the way that quote, it really sums up what has actually happened with disability over a long, long time because traditionally people with disability were banished to institutions, they were abandoned. And now that new identity of consumer, to me, it People with a disability, they're not viewed as people that are as a consumer, they're an object, rather than people in their own right. Would you care to comment? Exactly what you said, um, Raphael. If if disability was just seen as part of the normal variation of life, if people with disabilities were seen as equal um, with the capacity to make significant contributions to society, just like everybody else, then society would be more likely to include us. And I do feel that how society views or how other people view disability or how they understand it really does affect how they respond to it. And that there, I, there is something about society where there's a reluctance to 
accept that we're all dependent in some way and that we're all vulnerable in some way, that we were born dependent, we're going to die dependent, that we have mental health days, that we have injuries, that it's all just a part of life and therefore society needs to cater for it because it should be seen as normal and expected that society caters for the diversity of human experience. It certainly is like the National Disability Insurance Scheme. In the current format, the Boldness has done a number of interviews over at least the past 10 years about the National Disability Insurance Scheme, and quite bluntly, because as a person with a disability and knowing many people with disabilities, National Disability or NDIS, no matter how we dress it up, it is not the scheme that people with a disability fought for in order to have actually basic human access for their lives. In fact, it has become a commercial decision where people with a disability are essentially exploited by a scheme where they are seen as a word, as using that word consumer. Yes, so this new identity of consumer is, you know, really takes away from the humanity of and the complexity of who we are, just like any other person. And for all the goals about acknowledging the needs of every person and their context and their capacity, we suddenly have this idealised human notion, which has, as it has played out over the 10 years, has really disadvantaged those who can't fit into that role. And it's actually made society more individualistic in a way. And I guess that's why Bruce Bonahady has used the term the NDIS has become an oasis in a desert and and Minister Shorten has used the term lifeboat and I've used the, the term lifeboat as well. And, and, you know, we don't want to have to, as individuals, scramble onto a lifeboat in order to have these individual services. What we wanted was a more inclusive and embracing environment in a world or an Australia where we start making the structural changes that we need in order for, you know, the buildings and transport to be accessible, for education to be more neurodiverse and for individual supports to be seen as to be, to be properly addressing um, people's needs and done in a structural way, a collective way. This has been an absolutely fascinating, insightful interview about the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Now, Michelin Lee's quarterly essay, Lifeboat, Disability, Humanity and the NDIS, it's going to be available to the public from the 11th of Monday, 11th of September, 2023, the Australian recommended price is $27.99. Thank you very much, Michelin, for your time and generously telling us more about the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Thank you, Michelin. Thank you, Raphael. I've enjoyed talking with you. Much appreciated. Continue listening to 3CR 855 AM on this special edition of the boldness talking all things disability. 
Let's go out with a very appropriate song, Access, Access by Johnny Crescendo. Keep listening to 3CR, 8.55am, and The Boldness will be back on the 20th of September. Thank you. Access, access, united we're strong. We won't go away because we know you're wrong. Access, access, you've had your way too long. We're here and we're gonna stay. You closed all the streets, the shooters out of town. You tried to kill the sweets as you took away our ground. We don't want treats as the lights are going down. What we want is access now. Access, access, demonstrate your rights. You got a right to be here, you got a right to fight. Access, access, no sacrifice. We're here and we're gonna stay. You're fired from your services, you're barricaded your pubs. You're banished from your restaurants, you're sleazy nightclubs. 